Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available. Welcome to our podcast, where we delve into the enigmatic and often misunderstood world of black magic. Today, we embark on a journey through stories that are as real as they are unsettling, narrated by those who have experienced the inexplicable and the unexplainable. But first, let's understand what black magic is. Often shrouded in mystery and fear, black magic refers to the use of supernatural powers for malevolent and self-serving purposes. It's a term that has been used for centuries, spanning across various cultures, each with its own interpretation and practice. In some cultures, black magic is deeply intertwined with traditional beliefs and rituals, while in others, it's regarded with skepticism and fear. Historically, black magic has been a contentious subject. It has led to witch hunts, social ostracization, and even legal repercussions. Yet, despite the fear and stigma, it has remained a part of human history, a testament to the enduring belief in the supernatural. In different cultures, black magic takes on different forms. In the Caribbean and African societies, it might be known as voodoo or juju, deeply connected with ancestral spirits and the natural world. In South Asia, jadu or kala jadu often intertwines with local folklore and religious beliefs. In Western societies, the concept of witchcraft and sorcery echoes these themes, albeit through a different lens. But what does black magic mean in the modern world? How does it impact the lives of those who believe they have encountered it? This podcast aims to explore these questions. We will hear first-hand accounts from individuals who claim to have been affected by black magic. These stories are not just tales of the supernatural but are reflections of cultural, psychological, and social dynamics. As we listen to these stories, it's crucial to approach them with an open mind and respect. The experiences and beliefs shared in this podcast are deeply personal and often rooted in cultural contexts that might be unfamiliar to many of us. They provide a window into the complexities of human belief systems and the power of the unseen and unexplained in shaping lives. So, join us as we explore the shadows of the unknown, the stories of real people who have experienced what they believe to be black magic. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, these narratives promise to be thought-provoking, challenging our understanding of reality and the mysteries that lie beyond the realm of the explainable. In this series, we're not just telling stories, we're uncovering the layers of human belief, fear, and the unceasing search for meaning in the inexplicable. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the unknown. Welcome to the stories of black magic. The Unseen Curse. Welcome to the first chapter of our exploration into the enigmatic realm of black magic. Our inaugural story introduces us to Maria, a 35-year-old school teacher from a small village in Romania. Maria's life, seemingly ordinary in many respects, took an extraordinary turn due to an encounter that challenged her perception of reality. Romania, a land steeped in folklore and mystical traditions, has long been a place where tales of the supernatural are woven into the fabric of everyday life. Maria, however, was always a skeptic. Raised in a modern, pragmatic family, she viewed these stories as nothing more than vestiges of an old world, remnants of superstitions meant to scare children. Her encounter with black magic began subtly. It wasn't in the form of a dramatic event, but through a series of inexplicable occurrences that slowly invaded her life. 
It started with odd dreams, whispers in the night that she dismissed as figments of her imagination. But soon, these dreams began to spill into her waking life. Objects in her home moved without explanation, and she often felt a chilling presence, an unseen gaze upon her. Initially reluctant to attribute these events to anything beyond the ordinary, Maria's skepticism was tested as these experiences intensified. Seeking explanations, she consulted friends, psychologists, and even a local priest, but the answers were always elusive. It was her grandmother, a woman deeply rooted in the old ways of the village, who first suggested that what Maria was experiencing might be the work of black magic. Intrigued yet apprehensive, Maria embarked on a journey to understand the forces that seemed to have entangled her life. This story is not just about the encounters she had, but also about the transformation of her beliefs, the challenge to her rational understanding of the world, and her quest for answers in a realm where logic and reason offer no solace. Join us as we step into Maria's world, where the veil between the known and the unknown is thinner than she ever imagined. Maria's journey into the obscure world of black magic began on an ordinary autumn evening. As she walked home from school, the crisp air felt heavier than usual, and a sense of unease settled over her. That night, her dreams were plagued with shadowy figures and whispered incantations in a language she couldn't understand. She awoke feeling exhausted, dismissing it as a mere nightmare. However, this was just the beginning. In the days that followed, Maria's life became a tapestry of unexplainable events. It started with small, almost trivial occurrences. She would find her belongings not where she left them, hear footsteps in her empty house, and sometimes catch a glimpse of a shadow darting just out of sight. The rational part of her mind searched for logical explanations, but the frequency and strangeness of these incidents grew, making them harder to ignore. One evening, as she prepared dinner, the kitchen lights flickered erratically before plunging her into darkness. A cold breeze swept through the room, carrying with it a faint, almost imperceptible whisper. The words were indistinct, but their malicious intent was palpable. This incident marked a turning point for Maria. The skepticism that had long defined her worldview began to crumble under the weight of fear. Seeking answers, Maria delved into the local lore of her village. She learned of an old legend about a witch who lived in the nearby woods, a woman scorned by the villagers who had turned to dark arts. This witch, it was said, could cast curses on those who crossed her, and her spirit still lingered, seeking vengeance. Maria, a rational educator, found it hard to believe such tales, yet the unexplainable occurrences left her questioning everything. The situation escalated one night when Maria woke up to an oppressive feeling of being watched. Her room, usually a sanctuary, felt suffocated by an unseen presence. She tried to scream, but no sound came out. The air around her grew colder, and the shadows seemed to close in. It was then that she saw it, a figure, cloaked in darkness, standing at the foot of her bed. Its eyes, glowing faintly in the dark, bore into her, filling her with dread. Panicked and desperate, Maria sought help from a local healer, a woman known for her knowledge of the old ways. The healer listened intently to Maria's story, her eyes reflecting a deep understanding of things beyond the realm of the ordinary. She spoke of an Achai Rao, the evil eye, a curse born of envy and malice, often cast unknowingly by those harboring deep-seated resentment. The healer performed a cleansing ritual, using herbs and incantations passed down through generations. As the smoke from the burning sage filled the room, Maria felt a gradual lifting of the heavy air that had been suffocating her. The healer warned her that the path to breaking the curse would be arduous, requiring both physical remedies and a journey into the depths of her own beliefs and fears. In the weeks that followed, Maria adhered to the rituals prescribed by the healer. She also started to confront her own skepticism, exploring the intersection of the rational and the mystical. She revisited the stories of her grandmother, seeing them not as mere superstitions, but as part of a cultural tapestry that offered insight into the unexplainable. But the true test came one night, when the shadowy figure returned. This time, Maria, armed with her newfound understanding and the protective amulets from the healer, confronted it. She spoke words of strength and rebuke, a chant that echoed the healer's incantations. The figure, which had seemed so menacing, began to wane, its form dissipating like smoke in the wind. Gradually, the strange occurrences lessened. 
The oppressive atmosphere in her home lifted, and her nights were no longer plagued by disturbing visions. Maria emerged from this experience profoundly changed. The world she once understood was now a place where the lines between the real and the unreal were blurred. Her encounter with what she had come to accept as black magic was not just a series of frightening events. It was a journey that challenged her core beliefs. It forced her to reconcile the rationality of her education with the mysteries of the unseen. This experience, while harrowing, enriched her understanding of the world, teaching her that sometimes, the answers we seek lie in the spaces between the known and the unknown. Maria's story is a testament to the power of belief in the human spirit's capacity to endure and adapt. It reminds us that the world is full of mysteries, some of which may never be fully understood, but all of which are a part of the tapestry of human experience. Maria's ordeal with what she had come to accept as black magic left an indelible mark on her life. The experience was not just a fleeting encounter with the unknown, but a profound journey that reshaped her understanding of the world and her place within it. Before her encounter, Maria had been firmly rooted in the empirical, in the tangible and explainable aspects of the world. The supernatural was a realm of fiction, far removed from her reality. However, the events that unfolded challenged this perspective. She found herself at a crossroads, where science and the supernatural intersected, forcing her to expand her worldview. Maria began to appreciate the existence of mysteries beyond the scope of rational explanation. She learned to balance her skepticism with an openness to the inexplicable, understanding that some phenomena might lie beyond the current understanding of science and reason. This paradigm shift was not easy, it required her to confront deeply ingrained beliefs and to reconcile them with her experiences. The journey through her own fears and uncertainties became a catalyst for personal growth. Maria emerged from this experience with a deeper sense of self-awareness and resilience. She learned to trust her intuition, to listen to the subtle cues of her environment. The process of facing her fears head-on, especially in confronting the shadowy figure, endowed her with a newfound strength and courage. Her experience also led her to explore the rich tapestry of her cultural heritage, to understand the beliefs and traditions of her ancestors. This exploration gave her a greater appreciation for the wisdom contained in these age-old practices and beliefs, recognizing them as an integral part of her identity. Second story, Shadows of the Past. In this next narrative, we turn our attention to Alex, a 40-year-old graphic designer from New Orleans, a city where the past lingers like a persistent fog and where the line between the spiritual and the material world is often blurred. New Orleans, with its rich history of voodoo, Creole traditions, and a unique blend of cultures, provides a vibrant backdrop to Alex's story. Born and raised in the heart of the city, Alex grew up surrounded by tales of spirits, voodoo queens, and mystical practices. Despite this, his own view on such matters was grounded in skepticism. Having pursued a career in the digital arts, Alex's world was one of pixels and logic, far removed from the spiritual practices and beliefs prevalent in his community. To him, the stories of black magic and voodoo were part of cultural heritage, to be celebrated and respected, but not necessarily believed in. However, Alex's relationship with these tales of the supernatural was complicated by his family's history. His grandmother was known in their community as a traitor, a traditional healer who practiced a mix of Catholicism and Creole folk magic. She was a figure of both reverence and mystery in his childhood, someone who seemed to straddle the worlds of the seen and unseen with ease. Despite his grandmother's influence, Alex remained a skeptic. He appreciated the cultural richness of his heritage but viewed it more as a subject for artistic inspiration than a reality to be taken seriously. His approach to life was pragmatic, focusing on what could be seen, touched, and explained. This perspective, however, was put to the test following a series of events that challenged his understanding of reality and forced him to confront the shadows of the past. Alex's story is not just a journey into the unknown, but also a deep dive into a cultural legacy that he had long kept at arm's length.
It is a tale of how the past can echo into the present, blurring the lines between belief and skepticism, and opening the door to a world that Alex had never truly believed existed. Alex's confrontation with the world of black magic began subtly, echoing the eeriness of a New Orleans fog that rolls in unnoticed. It started with an inheritance, a collection of old, leather-bound books and assorted artifacts from his grandmother. Among these items was an ancient-looking grimoire, filled with cryptic writings and strange symbols. It was a relic of his grandmother's mysterious past, a piece of her legacy as a traitor. Initially, Alex viewed the grimoire as a curious artifact, an heirloom that was more about cultural history than supernatural power. He placed it among his other collections, a conversation piece for his modern, art-filled apartment. However, its presence seemed to cast a shadow that went beyond its physical form. A heaviness filled his home, a sensation that was initially imperceptible but gradually became impossible to ignore. The first sign that something was amiss came in the form of dreams, vivid and disturbing. Alex found himself walking through the old streets of New Orleans, but they were distorted, twisted into nightmarish versions of themselves. He would wake up with a start, the echo of whispered Creole and French incantations ringing in his ears. These dreams left him feeling drained, as if he had been wandering through the city all night. With each passing night, the line between his dreams and reality began to blur. He started to hear whispers in his apartment, felt unseen eyes watching him. Objects would move inexplicably, and shadows seemed to dance at the corner of his vision. Alex, the perennial skeptic, found himself questioning his own sanity. The psychological toll began to manifest in his everyday life. He became withdrawn, his work suffered, and his friends noticed a change in his demeanor. The vibrant, logical artist was now a man on edge, jumping at shadows and muttering about inexplicable happenings. In a desperate attempt to find answers, Alex delved into the grimoire. The more he read, the more he felt a growing sense of unease. The book spoke of spirits, of ways to communicate with the other side, and of practices that tread the line between the sacred and the profane. It was as if, with every page he turned, he was peeling back the veil between the worlds, inviting something into his life that he could not understand, let alone control. The climax of his ordeal came one stormy night. The air in his apartment grew thick, the electricity in the atmosphere palpable. Alex, surrounded by the artifacts of his grandmother's legacy, felt a sudden, overwhelming presence. It was as if the spirits from the grimoire had stepped out of the pages and into his world. His heart raced, his mind reeled, and in that moment, he felt an indescribable terror. It was then that he saw it, a figure cloaked in the shadows, its features obscured but its intent clear. Alex felt an icy grip of fear, a realization that he had inadvertently awakened something that had been dormant, something that his grandmother had perhaps kept at bay with her practices. In the days that followed, Alex sought help. He reached out to practitioners of voodoo, to historians of New Orleans' spiritual past, and to those who had known his grandmother. He learned that the grimoire was not just a book, but a gateway, a link to a world that his grandmother had navigated with respect and caution, a world that he had carelessly trespassed into. Through a combination of rituals, guidance from those well-versed in Creole traditions, and a newfound respect for the powers he had once dismissed, Alex began the process of closing the door he had inadvertently opened. It was a journey that forced him to confront his skepticism, to reconcile the logical, modern world he knew with the ancient, mystical world of his ancestors. The experience left Alex fundamentally changed. The artist, once grounded firmly in the material world, now found himself grappling with the reality of the unseen. He had walked the shattered streets of his nightmares, touched the fringes of a world beyond comprehension, and emerged with a new understanding of the delicate balance between belief and disbelief. Alex's encounter with black magic, whether real or imagined, was a journey into the depths of his own psyche, a confrontation with the legacy of his ancestors, and a testament to the enduring power of the stories and beliefs that weave through the tapestry of New Orleans history. It was an experience that reshaped his reality, blurring the lines between the past and the present, the tangible and the ethereal, the skeptic and the believer. Our third narrative brings us to the heart of India, where ancient traditions and modernity coexist in a unique tapestry. 
Here, we meet Na, a 28-year-old software engineer from a small town in Rajasthan, a region known for its rich folklore and vibrant cultural heritage. Neha's story is deeply intertwined with her family's legacy, a lineage that has been shadowed by the enigmatic and often misunderstood world of black magic. In Neha's family, stories of black magic weren't just old wives' tales, they were a part of her family's history. Her ancestors were known in their village as practitioners of Kala Jadu or black magic, a label that carried both fear and respect. This legacy traced back several generations, rooted in a time when such practices were more openly acknowledged and intertwined with the daily lives of the people. Growing up, Na was surrounded by whispered tales of her great-grandfather, a figure both revered and feared for his supposed mystical powers. He was a man who, according to family lore, could commune with spirits, cast spells, and was often sought after by those in need of supernatural assistance. While some in the village considered him a sage, others whispered of darker deeds, attributing misfortunes and unexplained events to his esoteric practices. A family's legacy. For Naha, these stories were a curious blend of intrigue and apprehension. As a child, she viewed them with a sense of wonder, but as she grew older and pursued a career in technology, her belief in such tales waned. She saw herself as a rational individual, far removed from the mystical world of her ancestors. To her, the tales of black magic were remnants of a superstitious past, interesting but irrelevant to her modern life. However, Neha's perception of her family's legacy and her own disconnection from it was challenged by a series of events that shook the very foundation of her understanding. These events forced her to confront the legacy she had long dismissed, leading her on a journey through her family's hidden past and into the depths of her own identity. Her story is a fascinating exploration of the intersection between ancient beliefs and modern skepticism, a journey that blurs the lines between folklore and personal experience. Neha's connection to her family's history with black magic became more than just a series of old tales during a visit to her ancestral home. The sprawling, old Haveli, with its faded frescoes and whispering corridors, had always fascinated and unnerved her. It was here that she stumbled upon a hidden trove of her great-grandfather's belongings, ancient scrolls, peculiar amulets, and diaries filled with cryptic writings. Leafing through these diaries, Nah was drawn into the world her great-grandfather inhabited, a world where the lines between the natural and the supernatural were constantly blurred. She learned that her great-grandfather's journey into black magic began as a quest for knowledge, a desire to explore the mysteries of the universe. He delved into ancient texts, learned from wandering mystics, and gradually became a master of esoteric practices. In the diary, there were accounts of specific incidents that cemented her great-grandfather's reputation. One such incident involved a local landlord who sought his help to save his dying son. Through rituals that spanned several nights, her great-grandfather reportedly managed to pull back the boy from the brink, earning both gratitude and awe. But with such acts also came fear and suspicion. Tales of his powers spread, and soon, he was both sought after and shunned, a paradoxical figure of reverence and fear. As Nah delved deeper, she uncovered stories that were darker and more complex. There were hints of rivalries with other practitioners, of spells cast for protection, and of the heavy toll these practices took on her great-grandfather's personal life. His wife, Nah's great-grandmother, was said to have suffered greatly, often falling ill with ailments no doctor could diagnose, which many attributed to the supernatural backlash of her husband's practices. What struck Nah most was the diary's references to a burden, a legacy that her great-grandfather feared would pass down the generations. It spoke of a binding, an unseen tether that linked the family to the spirit world in ways that were both a gift and a curse. Neha's skepticism was challenged when strange occurrences began to manifest around her. Initially dismissible as coincidences, these incidents grew in intensity and frequency. She would wake up to the scent of incense that no one had lit, hear whispers in empty rooms, and sometimes, feel an inexplicable chill even on the hottest days. 
Objects in the house moved without explanation, and her dreams were filled with visions of her ancestors and cryptic symbols from the diary. One particular incident shook her to the core. During a family gathering, a distant relative, unaware of Neha's recent explorations, recounted a dream that perfectly mirrored one of Neha's own, a dream of a shadowy figure warning of an unfulfilled duty, a legacy unacknowledged. This shared experience, impossible to dismiss as mere coincidence, forced Neha to reconsider her stance on the supernatural. Seeking answers, Neha reached out to elders in the village, some of whom had first-hand experiences with her great-grandfather. Their stories added layers to the diary's accounts, tales of healing and harm, of blessings and curses. They spoke of a balance that her great-grandfather maintained, a constant negotiation with forces that were beyond ordinary understanding. Neha's rational mind battled with these revelations. As a software engineer, her world was defined by logic and code, yet here she was, confronted with experiences that defied rational explanation. This conflict led her on a deeper quest, not just for answers about her great-grandfather's practices, but for a reconciliation of her own identity, one split between the modern world and a legacy steeped in the mystical. As she grappled with this duality, Naha began to experience a subtle shift in her perception. The world seemed richer, more layered. She started to view her great-grandfather's legacy not just as a relic of the past, but as a living, breathing part of her heritage, one that demanded acknowledgement and understanding. Fourth Story, The Healer's Tale Nestled in the lush greenery of the Amazon rainforest, we meet our fourth storyteller, Eduardo, a 50-year-old shaman and healer in his indigenous community in Brazil. In a world where the boundaries between the physical and spiritual realms are intricately woven, Eduardo stands as a guardian and mediator of these forces. His tale is not just a personal narrative but a reflection of a deep, ancestral connection to the earth and the unseen world. Eduardo's lineage is steeped in the traditions of shamanism, passed down through generations. From a young age, he was immersed in the teachings and practices of his elders, learning the intricate rituals, the medicinal properties of plants, and the ancient chants that formed the backbone of his community's spiritual and healing practices. He was taught to listen to the whispers of the forest, to understand the language of the spirits that inhabit it, and to respect the delicate balance between humans and the natural world. In his community, Eduardo is revered not just as a healer but as a spiritual guide and protector. His role extends beyond treating physical ailments. He is a custodian of his people's cultural heritage, a bridge between the past and the present, and a guide for the community's spiritual well-being. His knowledge and skills are a blend of practical herbalism and deeper, more mystical practices that connect with the spiritual energies of the rainforest. Eduardo's life is deeply intertwined with the rhythms of nature, following a path that has been tread by shamans for centuries. He sees himself as part of a larger whole, a link in the chain that connects the human world with the greater forces of life and spirit. His story is a testament to the enduring wisdom of indigenous cultures and their deep connection to the earth and its hidden forces. In The Healer's Tale, we delve into Eduardo's world, a world where the healing of the body is inseparable from the healing of the soul, and where each ritual and remedy is steeped in a rich tradition that spans generations. His experiences offer a unique perspective on the power of ancient practices in a modern world and the role of a shaman in navigating the intricate web of life, spirit, and community. Eduardo's experience as a shaman and healer in the Amazon is a compelling tapestry of the seen and unseen, a daily navigation through the realms of light and shadow. His unique perspective on black magic, or magia negra as he calls it, is deeply rooted in the traditions and spiritual beliefs of his community. In Eduardo's worldview, black magic is not inherently evil but rather a manifestation of imbalanced energies. He perceives it as a misuse of the spiritual power that flows through all living things. According to him, every element in nature has a spirit, and tapping into these spirits should be done with respect and for the greater good. When these energies are manipulated for selfish or harmful purposes, it disrupts the natural balance, leading to what is commonly termed as black magic. 
Throughout his life, Eduardo has had numerous encounters with what could be described as dark forces. These encounters often occur when he is called upon to heal someone who has been afflicted by a curse or a hex. He describes these experiences as battles, not with an external entity, but with the negative energies that cling to a person's spirit. One particularly striking incident involved a young man from his community who fell inexplicably ill. The doctors couldn't diagnose his ailment, and his health was rapidly deteriorating. Eduardo was consulted, and upon seeing the young man, he immediately sensed a heavy, dark presence around him. Through a ritual that involved sacred chants, offerings, and the use of medicinal herbs, Eduardo engaged in a spiritual confrontation with this dark presence. The ritual lasted for hours, and by the end of it, the young man's condition began to improve. Eduardo explained that he had to coax the dark spirit away, offering it a path back to the natural balance. Eduardo's healing practices are a blend of physical and spiritual techniques. He uses a variety of medicinal plants, which he gathers from the rainforest, each selected for its specific healing properties. These plants are used in concoctions, poultices, or burned as incense. However, the physical aspect is just one part of the healing process. The more critical part, according to Eduardo, is restoring spiritual balance. He performs rituals that are designed to cleanse the aura, to realign the spirit with the natural world. These rituals often involve the entire community and can last for days. They are a mix of dancing, singing, and the consumption of sacred brews that are believed to open up channels of communication with the spirit world. Eduardo's role as a shaman goes beyond just healing the sick. He is a guardian of his community's spiritual health. He conducts ceremonies that mark important life events, provides counsel on matters both mundane and mystical, and acts as a mediator between the human and spirit worlds. His approach to dealing with black magic is preventive as much as it is curative. He teaches the community about living in harmony with nature, respecting the spirits, and the importance of positive intentions. He believes that a community that is spiritually aligned is less susceptible to the negative impacts of black magic. Final story, Escape from Darkness. Our final narrative brings us into the life of Amir, a 38-year-old man from Cairo, Egypt, whose journey into and out of the world of black magic serves as a stark reminder of the delicate balance between power and morality. Amir's story is one of ambition, downfall, and redemption, set against the backdrop of a city where ancient mysticism and modern life intertwine in complex patterns. Amir, an ambitious young man with a keen interest in the occult, was always drawn to the enigmatic allure of the unseen. His fascination began with innocent curiosity, delving into historical texts about ancient Egyptian rituals and the esoteric arts. However, as he delved deeper, his interest turned into an obsession. He was particularly captivated by the idea of harnessing supernatural forces to gain personal power and influence. His pursuit led him to explore the darker aspects of mysticism, venturing into practices that many would consider black magic. Amir started experimenting with rituals and spells, initially for minor gains, to influence decisions, sway opinions in his favor, or gain financial advantage. However, as he grew more proficient, his ambitions swelled, and so did the stakes of his endeavors. Amir's journey into the world of black magic brought him temporary success. He amassed wealth, gained influence, and seemed to be living a life many would envy. But this success came at a cost. He found himself entangled in a web of deceit and manipulation, losing touch with his moral compass and the relationships that once meant the most to him. Eventually, the very forces Amir sought to control began to manifest in ways he hadn't anticipated, leading to a series of events that shook the foundation of his life. This marked the beginning of his realization of the dark path he had tread and his subsequent effort to break free from the shackles of the forces he had once eagerly embraced. Amir's tale is a profound exploration of the human psyche, the allure of power, and the search for redemption after losing oneself in the shadows. Amir's journey into the world of black magic began as a path paved with curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, but it gradually morphed into a descent into a world he couldn't control. His story is one of ambition, moral conflict, and eventual redemption, set against the backdrop of Cairo's blend of ancient traditions and modern complexities. 
Amir's initial foray into the occult began innocently, with an interest in ancient Egyptian mysticism and rituals. However, his fascination soon turned into an obsession. He began exploring the darker side of these practices, initially drawn by the promise of power and control. Through meticulous study and experimentation, Amir learned to cast spells and perform rituals that, to his astonishment, appeared to work. As he dabbled in these practices, Amir started experiencing success in his personal and professional life. His career took a sharp upward turn, and he accumulated wealth and influence rapidly. These early successes reinforced his belief in the power of black magic, leading him deeper into its embrace. However, as Amir's practices grew more potent, so did their consequences. The first signs of trouble came subtly, strange occurrences, inexplicable bad luck befalling those he had used his spells against, and a growing sense of unease. His relationships began to deteriorate, friends and family felt alienated, sensing a change in him they couldn't quite understand. Amir's turning point came when a spell intended to harm a business rival resulted in a tragic accident. The guilt and shock of this incident caused a profound crisis in Amir. He was forced to confront the reality of the forces he had been toying with, forces that were not just abstract concepts in ancient texts, but real, with tangible, often devastating consequences. Realizing the depth of his descent, Amir resolved to break free from the world of black magic. However, escaping the web he had woven around himself was not easy. He found that the forces he had called upon were not so willing to release their grip. He experienced a series of misfortunes, his wealth began to dwindle, his health deteriorated, and he felt a constant, oppressive presence around him. In his search for a way out, Amir turned to various spiritual leaders and practitioners. He sought the help of imams, learned scholars of Islamic mysticism, and even visited Christian monasteries seeking counsel. Each step on this journey of redemption brought its own challenges, as Amir grappled with feelings of guilt, despair, and a deep sense of spiritual emptiness. A significant turning point in Amir's journey out of the darkness came through his rediscovery of faith. In his desperation, he found solace in the spiritual teachings of his youth, teachings he had once pushed aside in his quest for power. He began to embrace prayer and meditation, seeking forgiveness and guidance. This period was marked by intense personal reflection and a reevaluation of his values and priorities. Amir's repentance was not a quick process. It involved a complete overhaul of his lifestyle, a distancing from the practices and symbols of black magic, and a renewed commitment to living a life guided by moral and ethical principles. As Amir slowly broke free from the influence of black magic, he focused on rebuilding his life and making amends. This involved not just personal changes but also efforts to rectify the wrongs he had done. He reached out to those he had harmed, offering apologies and reparations. He also became involved in community work, using his resources and time to help others, as a way of seeking redemption for his past actions. A reflection on the journey. As we come to the close of our journey through these extraordinary stories, it's important to take a moment to reflect on what we've heard. Today, we delved into the lives of individuals who have encountered the enigmatic world of black magic, each story a tapestry of struggle, discovery, and transformation. From Maria's confrontation with the unseen forces in Romania and Alex's exploration of his family's legacy in New Orleans, to Neha's reconciliation with her ancestral past in India, Eduardo's role as a healer in the Amazon, and finally, Amir's descent into and recovery from the dark arts in Egypt. Each narrative has offered us a unique window into the complex interplay between the mystical and the mundane. These stories are not just about black magic, they're about the human spirit's capacity to face the unknown, to challenge our beliefs, and to emerge transformed. They remind us that the world is far more mysterious and intricate than we often acknowledge and that sometimes, the answers we seek lie in the spaces between what we can see and what we can't. As we part ways, I invite you to ponder the lessons these stories impart. They speak of caution against the allure of unchecked power, the importance of understanding our cultural heritage, the resilience required to confront and overcome our fears, and the redemptive power of forgiveness and self-discovery. I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on this journey. 
Whether you're a believer in the supernatural or a skeptic, I hope these stories have broadened your perspectives and perhaps even sparked a curiosity about the mysteries that lie just beyond the edge of our understanding. Until we meet again, keep an open mind, embrace the journey of learning, and remember that sometimes, the most profound truths are found in the tales we tell. This is Aryan, signing off from Real Stories of Black Magic. Take care, and keep exploring the mysteries of our world. Sometimes, during Christmas, something magical happens. Hey, Cricket customers! The Max with Ads plan is included with the Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. And this holiday season, Max is the one to watch when you're feeling festive. Son of a nutcracker! Cozy up to all the holiday classics, like Elf, 8-Bit Christmas, and the Harry Potter 8 Film Collection. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. Phone plans, streams, and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.